Can art bring a sense of peace to your life? That's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. It's about time because we're going there. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of We're Going There. I am your host, Bianca Wattis Oltoff. And before we jump into the podcast, can I just tell you how much I loved the Love Is series that came out last week? Now, don't worry. If you missed it, you can just listen back a couple episodes. But I loved the feedback and how it impacted so many people's lives. In fact, I spoke to the podcast team. I'm going to do a shameless shout out to Meg, Kaylee, Hannah, and Maddie for all the hard work. But the day that we ended, I sent them an update, just thanking them for putting together the resources and the time and the energy for people to download this resource, listen to the podcast, and I like to say, encounter God in new and very real ways. And I know I'm not the only ones grateful for the We're Going There team. Kanani left a review on iTunes that shared her gratefulness for the team. And just to let you know, the comments, the reviews, and your encouragement goes a really long way. Hi, friends. I had my best friend, Melanie, come and stay with me, and she pulled out this small packet of green powder, and I said, what are you doing? She told me about Athletic Greens, and let me tell you something, I'm obsessed, okay? So with this one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, we're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and so much more. It's good for your gut. It's good for your nervous system. It's good for your immune system. So with cold and flu season around the corner, I want something that's going to boost my immunity. Most importantly, it gets to remove all the other pills and supplements I was taking every single day. And now in just one easy scoop, I get to have everything that I need. And it's the best part of my morning routine. I even started it before I even have coffee. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free month supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash WGT for we're going there. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash WGT to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Well, friends, on today's episode, we're going to chat with the artist and the poet and the writer, Morgan Harper Nichols. She has taken social media by storm with her over 2 million Instagram followers in addition to Facebook, but this woman is consistently producing art and words that shape hearts and minds. Why did I invite Morgan to join us? Well, not only is she talented, but I am totally biased when it comes to artists. I am, and I make no qualms about it. Not many people know this, but I was an art major in college. My emphasis was in art history, but I had to take a ton of studio art classes. I basically lived in the art studio when gallery openings were happening that would feature my art. My junior year, in fact, I was totally on this Roberto Giacometti kick. And for those that don't know, he is an Italian Swiss sculptor that produced like waif-like sculptures. Oh gosh, I was obsessed. There was a retrospective that was held at uh, LACMA, Los Angeles County Museum of Art. And after this, I was obsessed with his take on human forms. So being the ever ambitious art student that I was, I remember junior year, there was a retrospective and a couple students were elected to host an art gallery. And so what did I do? I wanted to take the art gallery outside. In fact, I overtook the entire upper lawn of Whittier College and I turned it into my very own art gallery. I made an outdoor exhibition with wooden dowel rods and this white fast drying mold that as it was wet and forming, I would take this wet mold and form it over the dowel rods to form a very thin waif-like representation of bodies. And then I would take the dowel rod and then I would stick it into the ground. So 
I remember this one weekend. It was like a long weekend. I don't know. It was like a Friday. People had the day off. And I used this extended weekend to install my art exhibition. And so on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I created the art pieces and put them into the lawn. So Monday morning, when people arrived back for classes, it was almost like this haunting art exhibition with these white, almost body-like jutting out of the ground. And I remember feeling so proud watching people's expressions as they were going through the art exhibition. It was incredibly fascinating to get feedback. In fact, so many students, art students and regular students alone were invited to participate in giving feedback from all the art pieces in the exhibition. And I will never forget these two diametrically different feedbacks that I got from various students. But I vividly remember this one girl. I didn't know this at the time. I didn't even know who she was. But in her review of the exhibition, she had admitted that she was battling anorexia and said that when she saw the stick figures all gnarled and odd-shaped, she saw herself. Well, the complete opposite response I was not expecting was from a very large football player who commented that when he saw the pieces, he saw himself. So, of course, being the nosy person that I am, and I knew him from the football team, I asked what a 300-pound offensive lineman saw in these stick-thin pieces. And he told me that though he doesn't look like that on the outside, he feels like that on the inside, frail and easily breakable. Art has a funny way of getting meaning and emotion to our lives. In fact, art is an essential part of our culture because it allows us to have a deeper understanding of our emotions. It increases our self-awareness and it also opens us up to new ideas and experiences. When we hear a song, view a painting, read a poem, we have to recognize that art transforms our lives. When we connect with art, we are ultimately connecting with our inner selves. Why? Because art enables us to look within and to listen to ourselves, realize who we are and what we care about. It connects us to our thoughts, our feelings, perceptions, and even our experiences. Have you ever had an emotional connection to a piece of art? Have you ever experienced a wave of emotions while standing in front of an amazing painting? Have you ever experienced a work and could not maybe explain what you were feeling or the feeling that it gave you? I have. And this ultimate experience comes down to intuitively connecting to the artist's story, their voice, and their experience. Basically, we're welcomed into the artist's world. As an art historian and even worked in a gallery for a number of years, what I can tell and attest to is art gives us meaning to help us understand our world. In fact, science backs this up. Scientific studies have proven that art appreciation improves our quality of life and makes us actually feel good. When we create art, we elevate our mood, we improve our ability to problem solve and open our minds to new ideas. According to Dr. Shelley Carson, Art's ability to improve our mood broadens our attention and allows us to see further possible solutions to creative problems. Professor Zamir Zeki, a neurobiologist from the University College of London, affirmed that when we stare at great art, our brain is stimulated. Art brings increased levels of dopamine, a neurotransmitter that aids the controlling of our brains and the reward and pleasure centers of our mind. Why does this matter? Well, on today's podcast, I want us to learn and fall in love with Morgan Harper Nichols as she talks to us about art and the peace that it can bring. Let's jump right into the interview. This is so fun. So fun. Well, I am excited to have you on the show. I appreciate your time. I mean, okay, so here's the thing. Most people know you for, um, you have a huge online presence and you're creating gorgeous art. Now art is in my background, so I'm definitely biased to what you're putting out there. And, um, but so prior to kind of like 
who people know you to be today. Where did the genesis of your creation begin? Like, I want to know the straight up Genesis one, one story. (laughs) Like where did this begin and how did it begin? Oh my goodness. It began really, really early. So I've been very blessed to have very creative parents who are also very encouraging journals and notebooks and markers and all those wonderful things. And we would just create all the time. And I, it's so interesting though, because as much as I love to create, I was never one of those kids who could really like show off with what I painted or drew. Like, I feel like there's those kids growing up where you just know right away, like, oh, they're a prodigy. Like they can draw anything or they can sing any solo. And I always was a little discouraged because I was like, I feel so energized and I love to make things, but I never felt like I had anything that made people say, wow, or look at this. It's so amazing. And I was a preacher's kid also. And a lot of that too, there was just so much pressure to, to perform and and be a certain way in front of other people. And even though I didn't get that much pressure from my parents to like be that, the pressure from other people, like, oh, you know, are you going to sing a solo like your sister? Or are you (laughs) going to do this or do that? And I'm just like, is that where my value is? Like, is that, you know, it, it was just, it was, it was hard as a kid because I, I, I love to just try things and make things, but there was always that kind of fear of like, is it good enough? Like, is this ever going to be enough? So yeah, I, but, but I honestly think what, what it was so beautiful about that is somehow amidst all of those questions, like I still just kept making stuff. <laughs> so I did it. I didn't give up. So I, this I is a like testament been- <laughs> of your persistence and your grit. You are a gritty girl making beautiful (laughs) art. And I think, I mean, but here's the thing, people can see the artwork that you're putting out right now online and digitally and a book that's coming out. People can see that and think like, oh, well, that's, that's such natural talent, but you've Mm. been in the backside of the desert. I mean, you've been, you you literally have been creating for years and we get to see the fruit of it now Mm. again. Back in my day, I was an art major in for undergrad and then ended oh, up uh, going to grad school for aesthetics and had studio artwork that was there. And so oh, when I talk about like the work that you do, just know the impact is reverberating to so many people. And it's so beautiful to see. Mm. Um, but one of the things that I love about your art is that there is a sense, even if it's just like it's, it's Instagram, right? But there's a sense of pause. <laughs> There's a collective moment mm-hmm. where you look at your art and it brings, and I, I know this is going to sound cliche, just given the book that you're working on, but it brings <laughs> a sense of calm and peace. Mm-hmm. Now, before you start working on the book, did people tell you that? Okay. It's pretty wild that you asked me that question because I, I actually haven't really talked about this before because I was like, I don't want to sound, I don't know. But I literally had someone walk up to me and then it happened again in a few, a few months later. This was back when I was really struggling to try to find like my voice. And I had someone walk up to me at an event where I had spoken at the event for probably all of 60 seconds. Like I was helping <laughs> set up a game. It was like, I was like helping set up an icebreaker game. Like that was my only <laughs> involvement. So <laughs> I wasn't like speaking in like some big way. And this young woman walked up to me and said, I don't know what it is about you, but when I see you, there's peace. She was like, you're going to do something that helps bring people a sense of peace. And that was when I was maybe 24. 
and I'm, I'm almost 32 now. And that was a while ago. And I just, it was such like a big thing for someone to say to me, just kind of out of nowhere. And I'm still trying to like take it in. And a few months later, I had, I had an older gentleman say the same thing to me. He was like, there's a piece about you. He was like, I can just tell there's a piece about you. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. You know, I, I can't, you know, I can't exactly give like, here's a spreadsheet of how that happened, but you know, in my life, but I do know that, you know, when I look back, um, that even though I, even if I couldn't articulate it at that time, I have been learning how to just go hour by hour and learn how to breathe hour by hour. And Mm. a lot of times artwork is what helps me get to that place. Just moving my paintbrush along a page, just scribbling. It helps me come back to that present moment and just exhale and just say, okay, amidst all of the uncertainty right here, I'm free to just breathe. I'm, I'm free to be right here. So it's really fascinating to me how, you know, how it works that other people can end up picking up on that. And listen, though, girl, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll talk freely because this is my podcast that I did a series yes. on the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. I can just, when I say it's prophetic, it really is. It reads mm. digitally. And that's when you know it's the spirit of God. And so I know we have people that are not people of faith that listen to the podcast and I, I'm all a fruit loop out here and don't care. Like <laughs> I'm here for it. What you exude is literally a fruit of the spirit. And one of that is peace. I wanted to talk to you about this project that you're working on. Can you take us on a new, a new piece of art that you're putting out into the world? Yeah. So it's called peace is a practice and it came from looking back over these past years in my life and seeing that, oh, there is a theme here. Like there is a theme as to not only what I've been creating, but what I've been learning and how other people have been connecting with that as well. And this theme was, I I talk a lot about breathing in my work. And I talk a lot about taking deep breaths and inhaling and exhaling. And there's a reason for that. And it's because I've spent the past few years, a lot of my artwork is inspired by stories that people share with me. And I get stories from people all around the world and I respond with art. And a lot of these stories I receive diverse backgrounds. I don't know what their upbringing was like. I don't know, you know, what they believe or what. And what I found was this challenge of saying, you know what? I have a few moments to connect with someone and what could I possibly say that would make sense in this time, you know, whatever their story was they were sharing with me. And what I found was, I was like, you know what, if there is breath in their their body, that's something to be grateful for. That's something that connects me and that other person is that you and I, even on the opposite ends of an Instagram DM, we are both two human beings who are breathing through this very moment. So that is actually what inspired me to write about it so much because I'm like, you know what, when I'm encountering all these different people on the internet and even in person and even family and friends, we have all these things that make us separate or different from one another and can at times even cause conflict and issues. And at the same time, there are these basic things. We've all been given breath in our body and 
to some people, they might be like, well, that's not practical, but it is. It's super practical. <laughs> you couldn't be sitting here right now without being able to do that. Yes. And I think it's important. And I don't think it's a coincidence that that God gave us breath to breathe. And I think that that's something that we should talk a lot more about. Of course, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't have all of the specifics. I mean, I do kind of nerd out in the book a little bit about some of the things that I've learned about breath, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that we have this thing that connects us and this thing that connects us to the present moment. And I, and I just spent a long time thinking of all of these different moments in life where we have to learn how to inhale and exhale through. I love, I love that you can take a feeling and emotion and experience and put paint and colors and text to make somebody feel close to you and kind of what you're experiencing. One of the things that I recently discovered was that you were, you live with undiagnosed autism. Mm -hmm. I I actually just read that. I just read that. And um, what was that experience like? I think, I mean, when I, when I think about some of the greatest artists in the world from Mozart to even, well, I don't, I don't want to, so, well, he wasn't clinically diagnosed, but they believe that he was autistic. And some of the greatest musicians and artists, um, tell me about that journey. How did it, how did it all come together? And how do you think it plays out in your life and art creation now? I'm interrupting the podcast to discuss about betterhelp.com. I know we speak a lot about BetterHelp on the show, but this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it could help you avoid those lows. Many people think that therapy is for quote unquote crazy people, but therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means you recognize that all humans have emotions and we need to learn how to control them, not avoid them. As someone who is an ardent supporter of therapy, I really love that betterhelp.com allows customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we're going there. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash W-G-T for we're going there. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash W-G-T. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is, it has been such a journey. It's like, you know, those moments in life where you end up looking back on and you're just like, wow, I was being prepared for something that I had no idea was coming. (laughs) Um, That has honestly been this whole process of me just making art and writing and and sharing poetry. In a lot of ways, I felt like that for me, it felt like that was God equipping me for what was coming with this diagnosis, because I ended up finding out that, hey, there's a lot of people who are actually getting diagnosed as adults, as autistic through TikTok, actually. It was actually through some TikTok videos that for whatever reason, the algorithm just started to send my way. And I started to hear stories about women who are getting diagnosed as adults. And I was like, this sounds a lot like my story. This sounds a lot like a lot of the things that I've struggled with Mm. in my life. And a lot of it has to do with, uh, for those who are not familiar, and and it's different for every person on the autism spectrum. So we don't all have the same experiences, but many people who are autistic 
struggle with um, maybe just communication issues or trying to communicate with people and, and trying to just make connections and, and pick up on social cues and that kind of thing. I always really struggled with that. And I just kind of wrote it off as, oh, I'm just awkward. I'm just <laughs> weird. Um, just like basic things, even down to like really serious things. I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of grief and, and I, and I have since worked through it. Cause now I know where, where it kind of came from. I had a lot of grief and a lot of heartbreak surrounding friendship. There were friends in college that I thought we were all really close, but then like this like inner ring of like best friends will form. And I was always on the outside. And I was like, I felt like I was missing social cues on like, on like how to like intimacy and like how to get closer to people. My my husband was the only boyfriend I ever had. And like, I didn't know I like talked to guys and I was just like, I don't know. Like I, I would have friends like Morgan, that guy likes you. I'm like, how can you possibly tell? Like, uh, what are you talking about? Shaking me like Morgan, like wake up. Like, can't you see what's happening? I'm like, I literally can't. Thanks for telling me. So <laughs> there's so many things in my life that through a TikTok video and, mm. and I'm invested in TikTok and social media because of the work I do. Like, and I'm like, wow, all of that led me to being able to see on social media these women sharing their stories. And then that led me to pursuing a diagnosis. Um, and it was a several month process and throughout that process, um, I just so happened to be working on the book, which was just like, okay, perfect timing because to get diagnosed, you go through your whole life. Like your, your specialist, whoever you're working with, they go through your whole life and you kind of evaluate everything from like child, looking at childhood pictures to, it, it was pretty intense. Um, and it was it was hard, and at the at the same time, it brought me so much peace about my own story, because there are so many moments of my own life that I struggled with, and I felt shame about, um, you know, like the friendship thing I mentioned, where there was heartbreak, where there was I didn't understand, and in that moment where I received diagnosis, it was like, oh, here is. Not, not something that makes all that go away, but here's something that explains and puts language to those experiences. And it's so interesting because my kind of artistic brain feels like artistic and autistic sound alike (laughs) on purpose to me. Because I was like, that's what art does for people. It gives language to our experiences doesn't make them go away. It doesn't, but it's like, that's what a good song does. You know, that's why, that's why people like songs about heartbreak. It's not that it's, it does. Oh, it made the heartbreak go away, but it's like, no, this person, they named what I was feeling. Like they, they put words to, to what I've been trying to say for years to explain that moment. So that's what that moment was for me when, when the specialist said, here it is. I was like, oh, now I have a word for it. Now I have something to, to put language to it. And, and that was surprisingly empowering. You know, I I walked out of that. And, and again, that's not everyone's experience when I get a diagnosis. I'm definitely, definitely aware of that. But in that moment for me, it, it felt like, I know, I know what it is now. 
I, I can see all the pieces that, that led me to this moment. And, and that's honestly why I decided to share it, you know, because I was like, if, if this in some way can help somebody else have that moment, whether it's, you know, a diagnosis or if it's just, just seeing a therapist for the first time, if it's just, you know, going deeper in their life in some way that maybe they're just like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I hope that this creates, can just create some inspiration for other people to know that like, hey, you're not alone. There's, there is help first. And there's also, it's possible that there's language even for what you're going through and what it's you're experiencing. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. You had mentioned that there was almost like a sense of peace when you got the diagnosis and you say, you say that peace is like breathing or it's like, it's like a cycle Peace is like a cycle yeah. or it's just like breathing or there's an inhale and an exhale. What do you mean by that? Hi friends. I'm interrupting the podcast to tell you about a new podcast on the that sounds fun network. Hope Still Wins is a podcast hosted by Ben Higgins, who's best known for a season 20 of ABC's hit series, The Bachelor. The show led him to enhance social media platforms that he now uses to share the things that he's most passionate about, his faith, hope for humanity, and his love of sports. You can join host Ben Higgins as he sits down with influential thought leaders to discuss topics ranging from faith to music, mental health to racial injustice. Nothing is off limits, and each guest gets to share personal stories that have shaped their current views and hope ultimately answering this one question, does hope still win? Why or why not? Yes. So what I was starting to think about when I, I recognized this theme of, of breathing in obviously my life, <laughs> but in, in, you know, all of us are breathing um, and recognizing the theme also of my artwork, I was like, oh, I, I guess I should kind of do some more research on breathing. And I found it so fascinating, you know, breathing is often referred to as a respiratory cycle. And because I'm a visual person, seeing that respiratory cycle, like illustrated to some different graphs and things that people have created, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's a circle. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's a circle. It's, it's like, it's a cycle that we go through a cycle that we just go through over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I was like, that's interesting. That's also what happens in life. It's like we cycle through emotions. We cycle through experiences. Life isn't just this linear path up one mountain. It's like you cycle through disappointment. You cycle through joy. You cycle through all kinds of things in life. And I was like, that's so fascinating. And the way that we're able to make it through those cycles, so many circles. And I just really allowed myself to kind of nerd out about it, you know, kind of in my head at first. But I think the thing that really brought it to a heart level was just recognizing as I thought about those cycles in my own life was that peace had been a cycle in my own life. And I was like, wow, if peace is something that keeps showing up, showing up when I'm experiencing disappointment, grief, uncertainty, heartbreak, and it's something I'm that's also showing up when I'm experiencing joy, creativity, inspiration, all these wonderful things then this is something that, that I can kind of practice. It's something that's going to be there. It's not something I have to perfect, the, you know, at a certain t- age or at a certain time of year or a certain time of day. It's, it's a constant that's there over and over and over again. So, you know, I hope with that, you know, I could kind of paint this picture of like, when you feel stuck, when you feel like you're not going anywhere, just remember that your life is kind of happening in these cycles. And that peace 
is going to meet you and be there throughout all of those cycles in life. And, and for me, that, that peace has looked like the presence of God in my life. And it's, and, and for me, it's, it's been a very, for me, my, my relationship with with God has been very visual. And that's not everyone's story. Like some people, maybe it's more auditory. Like you, you hear God, you know, but for me, I'm like, I can see God in my life. Like I can see like in the colors that I remember from my childhood and the, the images, like it's so strong. So this book is just me trying to attempt to bring that to, to the page and show like, there is a way that you can kind of see those patterns and see those cycles. I'm listening to this and I just think of somebody who's listening to the podcast and saying, so will I ever find peace and own peace for my life? Cause I'm hearing you talk about cycles for the mm-hmm. person out there that just feels like they don't have peace in their life. Mm-hmm. Can you answer that question? Will I ever be yeah. able to hold peace? Yeah, I, I think I, I want to just answer this with a story and it's not my story. Good. I love stories. It's a story that I've held onto and that some people may be familiar with. And it's the story of this man who had lost his children, lost his daughters while he, they were on sea, they were on the ocean and they ended up having a wreck and they drowned and they died. And while he was going to meet his wife, who also had lost her daughters on the other side of the ocean, that same ocean where he had lost his daughters, he wrote this song. And the first words of that song is, when peace like a river attendeth my way. And that song is, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. And his name was Horatio Spafford. And that story stood out to me at a young age when I first heard it, because I was like, here's somebody who has experienced some of the lowest lows that a person could experience, not only losing one child, but losing several children. And to pin a song, to say that peace is a river that is still finding you in that moment. It's like, there's something to that. I was like, a river is something that appears throughout the world in different landscapes and different climates and different places. And here it is finding this person in this incredibly low place. Like that is powerful. That is a presence worth acknowledging. So from that story, and this is something I I, I focus on writing about a lot, is like, when you're in that low place and peace feels so far away, perhaps there's beauty and grace and meaning and just acknowledging that there is peace somewhere. And maybe it's just a river in your mind at that moment, but maybe that means something. And when I think about singing that song, it is well, of other people, how they found meaning and connection in that song. It just reminds me that sometimes just the acknowledgement that somewhere out there, there is peace for me. (laughs) I might not feel it right now when I'm literally swimming in a sea of grief, but it's there. It's there for me. 
perhaps that matters. Perhaps that is something that can grow from that moment onward. So that's just something I, I, I hope that I can give as, as a reminder that to someone who is in that place. You know what? I am going to speak life. And since you're making me feel all sort of churchy, that word is prophesy. And I'm going to prophesy the way that you spoke about Horatio's tragic loss and a beautiful piece of art that came out of such pain. I believe that this book is going to do the same thing for people that years from now, they're going to pick up your book and say, this woman's words, this woman's art brought me peace. And if she found peace in the midst of everything she's gone through, I think that peace is there for me. So I just, I can't thank you enough. Please continue to create art. Please continue to write. Please continue to bring colors to a very black and white world and a very drab world. You are putting something very beautiful out there for us to see. And I just, I can't thank you enough for your time for being on the podcast. And I can't wait to get this book into people's hands, so. Oh, well, I am so incredibly honored. I, I really am. And I received that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that is so, so very needed and encouraging. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Friends, though my paintbrushes and art exhibitions have retired, my love for art and creativity hasn't. In fact, I view every episode we produce for this show, every sermon that I write for church on Sundays, and every book that I create, a piece of art brought into the world. I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. If this podcast meant something to you, made you feel a certain way, will you let Morgan know and tag her at Morgan Harper Nichols and at Bianca Oltoff so we can share your info with the world? Or if you're creating art, let me know. I want to see what positively beautiful things you are creating. For more info on Morgan or to check out her book that releases today, check out morganharpernichols.com. Thanks for listening in. Next week is our last episode of the season and it's a good one. Can't wait to connect.